today, new scenery. Not complaining though. Uh, we just come from London. Um, do people know where this area is? Like where no. you're based? No, no one okay. north of London knows anywhere north of London. <laughs> so I've gone. Peterborough uh, is only 70, 70 miles north of London. Really? Uh, did you know that? No, I didn't. No. No, it was there a little journey, a lot yeah. of traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of traffic, but potholes, it looks nice. Lots of potholes. In lots the of potholes. Yeah. And lots of development. Yeah. I mean, Peter, like, do you know Peterborough was voted the country's shittest city? Really? Yeah. but um, Based off of what? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there, there is a lot of development opportunity here. We're doing quite a lot of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, when I was driving about two, three miles from here, Took a left. It didn't even come up on the sat-nav because the roads were all new. Yeah. And then I just saw a whole bunch of new plots and everything like yeah. that. There just seems to be a lot going on down here. Living Makes the dream. Sense. Up here, should I say, yeah. literally. <laughs> um, would you like to introduce yourself anyway for those that may not know you? You want me to do your job? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rob Moore. Um, rebel with a cause. Disruptive entrepreneur. Author, mover, shaker, game changer, change that's maker. It. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the shittest intro I've ever. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> do, you, do, you want, do you want the radio edit? Or do no, you want the, want the full raw, shebang? Just the full shebang. Yeah. Um, 17 years ago, I started in business. Okay. Um, how old are you? Uh, 25. Um, for I'm 44. Okay. So I'm old enough to be your dad, technically. Yeah, technically. Or from, grand, uh, from Peterborough, old enough to be your granddad, technically. <laughs> You're saying Peterborough having kids We start young, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've authored, what, 16 books on business and entrepreneurship and property. Um, I'm a property investor. We have, I think we have 340 rental units. Mark, my business partner, often, he, he updates me every now and again. We've got nearly 50 million in our portfolio. Mm. Um, We've got 150 staff here in Progressive Property, um, which is our training business. Yeah, so um, I'm a lover of life. Yeah. Yeah, life's short. 100%. Fit we might only get one go. Fit. We're lucky to be here. 100%. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of us swimming around at first, you know, yeah. so to get through to here. That's true. Yeah. We're very lucky. What definitely. are the odds? Like 44 billion to one or it's, something. It's actually mad when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, it I is. think about that a lot. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, definitely I, do, I do. Think about that. If I am... Um, if I find myself getting frustrated over minutiae or small problems, mm. I like to think on that level of just how lucky we are to be here and how against the odds we are. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, did you ever see yourself being in this position, say? Um, Picture yourself like 17. What, did you have this envisioned all the time? Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, but yeah. I would right. say, yeah. <laughs> in simple terms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not bad. Like, there's plenty of things I'm not good at, which I'll openly share. And there's a few things I am good at. Yeah. And one of the things I am quite good at is sort of having ideas above my station or thinking big. I'm a bit of a dreamer. And the downside of that is it makes me sometimes a bit naive. But the upside of it is like, yeah, I could... We could have the biggest property training company in the UK and we could have a thousand properties and I could write a load of books and I could break that world record. And uh, like, I generally tend to think that things are easier than they actually are. So, for example, I broke the world, I broke the world record for the longest public speech and I thought, well, I can do that. Shout out to Guinness World Records, by the way. Shout out to me for breaking it. (laughs) I'll do some work with them. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, So... It was really hard, really hard. How long was that speech, by the way? Yeah, nearly 50 hours. 
That is man, <laughs> that's crazy. But if I'd have thought how hard it was, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm. So um, no, like I don't know if anyone watching or listening is an entrepreneur, but if you are, generally speaking, you don't sit back and go, "Yeah, I did pretty well at that," or "Look how far I've come." You know, you're just always moving forward, 100%. looking for the next thing. So um, I always had delusions of grandeur that I could be a successful entrepreneur. And I always thought big. Um, and I was often unrealistic and naive about how difficult things were. But because of that, I would end up doing them when others wouldn't or trying things that others wouldn't. Exactly, because a lot of it's a, a mind game. You have to kind of train your brain to you know, yeah. say it's actually possible. Even if it sounds impossible or the odds are very low, you still, if you've mentally already told yourself, I'm not going to do it, you mm. ain't doing it. 100%. What is it they say? It's impossible until it's done. Yeah, literally, mm. 100%. Um, I'm impressed you come here with no notes, by the way. No, no, I'm a freestyler. Just, are you a, I'm a free, freestyler, bro. Is that a specific type of podcaster now called a freestyler? Yeah. I like that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 100%. There's no script. No? Um, it's very free-flowing. All right. And natural. For yourself. Cheers. Yeah, let's cheers, 100%. This is water, by the way, I used to say. <laughs> I don't know what YouTube these days. <laughs> From Peterborough. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is water. For your parents, how was that then? Like, you know, some parents, they'll be like, well, most parents are go to school, university, work, get a yeah. good job, retire. Mm. You've obviously done the polar opposite to everyone else. Yeah. How are your parents of that? Um, I'm quite lucky in some regards that my mum my will always support whatever I'm doing. And my dad was a bit of a disruptive entrepreneur himself. So m my dad always just said, you know, do what you want to do in life. Mm. He always used to say, if you don't ask, you don't get. Sure. So, because I know a lot of, because if you think about it, if you want extraordinary results, you've got to do extraordinary things, i.e. things that are not ordinary. 100%. And most people around you, they're okay with ordinary. And yeah. by the way, I'm okay with them being okay with ordinary. You've got to have ordinary. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I'm not one of these people that looks down on them as losers Never. or just over broke like Never. a lot of people do. Never. Um, but so often the people around you are giving you advice based on where they're at in life. And so your family can love you and your friends can, you know, back you, but they, well, actually, some, sometimes they are holding you back because your success makes them feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, that, that one hit home. Yeah, right? it does, because, it does. you know, you know you can be, do and have a lot in your life. Yeah. And if you see someone else doing it, that ha makes you have to look at yourself and go, well, why aren't I? Yeah. Um, so often... I have actually think if you want to be entrepreneurial mm. and you want to be a mover shaker, change maker and game changer, which is the people I interview on my show, you've probably got to ignore ordinary people. Oh, 100%. I've, this is the thing. I've learned to stop having certain conversations with certain people because, like, as you said, if you used to say 20 years ago to someone, I'm going to have 300 properties, they'll be looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah. What do you mean you're going to have 300? Just have one. Right? And rent that out <laughs> and then let it pay your mortgage and then just live happily ever after. So I, I've realised some of the ideas and plans and things that I do, and I've brought a lot, like everything to life I've said, um, people didn't see it because mm. they, they just couldn't get that far. Yeah. Um, but there is a balance. You need everyone to do everything. I've never been one of those people that push everyone to be an entrepreneur nah. because it, they, it takes a lot of work. Um, a lot of risk, a lot of sacrifice yeah. that a lot of people just aren't willing to do. So it's not that bad just working a normal job, living a normal life, because most people are normal. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I do know what you mean, because what people don't understand, people who maybe want to be an entrepreneur, or they want to be rich, mm. but they don't understand the sacrifices you have to make to get there and the downside cost. So for example, um, we found two trackers on the bottom of two of my cars, mm. which meant we were being targeted for robbery. Of course, yeah. Um, and you know, I have to make my house, I can't put my watches or where I am on social media because people are tracking me and following me. And you know, so um, people judge you. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of haters and I'm prepared to pay that cost because mm. I would rather that than to live life always wondering that I could have been more. Like if you think about what success is, of course success is individual to all of us. Of course. But there are certain metrics of which success is also general. Being realistic, yeah. Yeah, definitely. so for example, being the best version of yourself is probably a generalised view of success. So therefore you've got to know, well, what is the, the best version of me? Maybe I'm a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, an accountant. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm the best editor, the best um, you know, content creator. Mm -hmm. And so I think you've got to define what it is that's your lane or your hard shoulder and your four lane motorway, however big you want to go, um, and try and live that very best version of you. Um, most of the staff that work for me aren't entrepreneurs and don't want to be entrepreneurs. They want me to take the risk and me to show them the way. Yeah. But I like to try and make them feel like they're an intrapreneur which means that they get autonomy. I treat them like an adult. I don't micromanage them. No. And they've got their own role within the role. And, you know, for a lot of people, like if you've got three kids and two cars and a mortgage, you can't give it all up. That's true. Or you think you can't give it all up to, to start again. So, yeah, um, there's lots of different ways to skin the cat. I mean, Tim Cook, he didn't start Apple. He's worth 1.9 billy. Literally. It's not bad. Yeah, Is that how we talk when we freestyle? Yeah, that's yeah. how we talk. <laughs> oh, Literally, nice. that's the lingo. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs, it's a lot of ego. It's a lot of, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. I need it my way. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong. Like, you know, actually just taking orders from someone isn't a bad thing. Like, no. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, even entrepreneurs and the richest, or the, they've still got someone that's delegating and saying, okay, you've got to be here at this mm. time. You've got to do this. I think this isn't right. Like, you can't have it all. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um, a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur because they want to be their own boss and they don't realise everyone answers to someone. Everyone. It might be the wife. Yeah, It might, might be the boss. It might be the shareholders. It might be the BBC media. Exactly. You know, there's some people, famous people, that want to come on my podcast and can't because of their contract with the BBC. Mm. You know, and these are people who are very successful. So, yeah. absolutely right. You get into... You think you want to be an entrepreneur because, you know... you. you you want to be your own boss. Well, you're always um, going to serve someone. Yeah, we all, we're all serving and answering to someone. And I think when, as long as you pick those people wisely. Exactly. Like there's people I don't mind answering to. Exactly. Because I respect them because exactly. they're one, where I want to be, yeah. etc. So, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people don't really talk about that. It's a bit weird because even now I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about it. I've got my own uh, podcast studio, so I rent it out. People yeah. do like live streams, videos, all sorts of stuff in there. I've got all the cameras and mics. Yeah. I technically like serve the people that come in there. So if they say, oh, we want it like this, we want it like that, yeah. still answering to them, yeah. but it's because we've got a business relationship. So I don't see, me as I said, I don't mind. It's just who are you answering to? Are you trying to be disrespectful? Are you doing it so we can get the best product? Like what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, 
if you think about it, no one's going to give you money unless they believe they're going to get something valuable in exchange for that money. So we can't have the attitude that, well, you know, I run the company and I started the business and I don't answer to it. reality. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, what I will... <laughs> I do have an authority complex, though, mm. if that's such a thing, where I, go on. Yeah. I don't like being told what to do. Mm. Um, and so like, I'm fortunate enough to have a nice big house because, mm. that, you know, I worked hard for it. And um, I walked into the kitchen naked. Okay. Right? You, I do that. You with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. <laughs> why, why not? Yeah, why not? Why the fuck? 100%. This is my castle yep. and this is my penis. I get it, I get it. And this get is it. how we roll. Fully. <laughs> so my wife's like, you can't do that. I'm like... It's my fucking house. Yeah. I can do what the fuck I want. And yeah. she said, you know what, Rob? You hate being told what to do, don't you? And I do. And like, if you hate being told what to do, which is okay, by the way, yeah. um, I think as you grow in business, you learn to listen because it's listening to the right people. The right if people. I respect you and you're where I want to be, then I'll listen I'm to listening you. to you. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So it comes from the wrong people. You're like, I don't even want to be like nah. you. You don't even, I don't even respect, respectfully, I don't even respect yeah. your opinion enough to go with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, talking about your cars, like being tracked, not just with you personally, it's a big thing in England right now. I think it's just crime ridden, I hate it. I'll yeah. be honest to you. Yeah, London's bad. Even me, it? I don't even I mean, post stuff. I mean, I've maybe move out of London. I mean, I mean that is definitely, terrible. 100%, that's like a big thing. I'm just looking uh, where to go. So I've got people kind of like family scattered everywhere. So I've got like siblings in Grantham, right. Nottingham, etc. Yeah. They've got nice houses, so mm. to be fair, it's a You get idea. a lot for your money out. I mean, Peterborough, what you can what you can get for a million in Kensington and Chelsea is 20. Yeah. 20 million. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is mad. Um, my friend's got a, a million pound flat, which is like a shoebox, and here he could get a five-bed house. Yeah. I've got a family member, they've got a, like a mansion in Grantham and it's about three floors, like massive, mm. like I would show you, I'll show you after. It's got about 12 beds. Yeah. It's crazy, but they got that for, I think, 380k, like wow. cash, huge. Wow. Yeah. Like the drive is just massive. It's just crazy. You, yeah. you just got the whole world there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can get a lot for your money, but why do you think it's got like that? It's difficult to say, because um, I don't run the country. But I don't think there's enough investment in the police. Mm. Uh, I mean, my, my wife was telling me the stats because my wife looks at all this stuff and apparently something like one in 40 burglars get caught. Right? You okay. Go do your research. But it's, it's crazy. So yeah. it's almost like, bur it's like it. burglary is legal. Yeah. If, if one in, like, it's fucking harder to run a business than it is to be a robber at yeah. the moment. Literally. So, like, so you, you may as well, well don't yeah, take yeah. it on. But... <laughs> But I get it, yeah, because there's no deterrent. Yeah, because people aren't the police caught. are underfunded. Mm -hmm. um, everyone, well, the whole country is underfunded because the massive debt and the inflation yeah. and everything else. So I think that's a big part of it. Like if you if you look, go to somewhere um, eastern or go to somewhere like Dubai in Singapore, they just executed someone for smuggling about 30 kilos yeah, worth play. of drugs. They don't fuck about. Yeah, I'm not saying we should execute people who take drugs, but maybe we're a bit soft and maybe we need a harder line on crime. For yourself, being someone that's like successful and etc., which, which one would you prefer? Here, where it's like everyone just do whatever, be whatever, act however, or maybe a place like Dubai where you can actually have your car, your watch, and everything's nice, nice weather, nice people, people are probably more like you, entrepreneurial, etc., but it's very strict. Which, which one are you going? Pick um, your pill, which one? Yeah, pick your pill. Literally. Well, 
the, the, the difficulty is, and people should be aware of this, because most people who are from Peterborough, they're, they're always wanting to leave. And they think that the grass is greener, but mm. they're looking for another location to run away from their life without taking responsibility for their life. And no place is going to save you. So you can't run away from you. And sure. people don't get this. But I, as an entrepreneur and someone who, who likes real capitalism, free markets, competition, minimum yeah, intervention sure. from governments, I like places like Dubai from the outside in. I don't live there, I don't know. Well, I like the, the tax, you know, they're dropping the tax to bring you in so that you can build, create and innovate. I like that. I like to feel safe. I, I think the thing is, is you don't need to be a criminal. Being it's so a, being easy to make money nowadays. It is. And, and that's easy for me to say because my dad wasn't a criminal and people are raised in poverty and it's not as easy to say that. But... Um, that's not an excuse though because sat I've sat down with so many like criminals on my podcast and yeah loads I sat down with a guy episode's coming out this Sunday he done like a heist it was like he stole five million pound worth of equipment and like a hundred million of data or whatever but even him he grew up in care had a bad his mum was a, a shoplifter dad was a bank robber went to jail but for the, murder but he never he, used it as an escape though but that's all he knows I mean that's the well, that's the thing. He even said it. Um, he was just like, look, at the end of the day, I knew people that had the same type of upbringing as me and didn't choose that. Mm. So I said to him, you're a product of your environment at the end yeah, of the you day. Are. Did he but say why? Like, why he done why, it? Or why, why did... But a, a good question would have been, why didn't he not do it? Why didn't he not do it? His reasoning was that he was just very angry. Um, he obviously wanted stuff. And that was the way he knew to get oh, stuff. I mean, I'm angry with the government and I want stuff. No, but he, remember, bro, he was in care getting beats. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, we're, we're, it's a different thing. So it is like, a different thing. And I made yeah. that point at the start and he, and they're not, not here. But, you know, if someone is in a life of crime, mm. being an entrepreneur is quite similar. I mean, some drug dealers are better entrepreneurs or For real? than people who teach in schools and universities. It's pretty similar. But nowadays, so I think it probably is easier to make money legally than oh, in 100%. Well, now he's got a business with his daughter and he showed me like a building, like 6,000 square foot. Right. And he's building up all these partitions and yeah. it's like some catering company. So he applied the same things that he was doing illegally, as you said, the skills, yeah. and put it into something illegal. He's went loads of ways to make money, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing that so you, Dubai, on, so Dubai, on, yeah, Dubai, or, Dubai or London. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I was starting again and I didn't have my kids in the school here and I didn't have my parents, because I've got my parents and my wife's parents living here, mm. my kids in the school here, it's quite. It would be quite Hard, selfish of, of me. Yeah. But if all things were equal, I pr I'd probably pick Dubai, but just not in the height of summer because it's really fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Uh, this this fire wire is not made for fucking sun. You yeah. literally will peel, bro. But yeah, I, I, I like countries that embrace entrepreneurs. And, yeah. you know, I, I know some people don't like the way the money is made in Dubai, but man, they're entrepreneurial there. I mean, that city was built in the 1980s. It didn't even exist, that yeah. whole country. I've seen the time lapse of it. It's amazing. It up, it's literally. amazing. And, and, you know, the... I know that you know the vision of the leaders of, of that country is big, and you know you want to feel safe. Yeah. For yourself, I've actually watched a lot of your podcasts on your main channel. Um, what got you into that? What made you decide to do like a show where you like interview people and stuff? Um, there's a couple of reasons. One was in 2016 after I wrote my book Life Leverage, I kind of retired. Right. Um, one thing people don't understand, I'm writing about this in my new book, is retirement is not an age; it's a number. 
So people, okay. yeah, people think, oh, you retire at 60. No, you don't. You retire when you've got 20 grand a month in net passive income from assets. So I don't see retirement as an age. I see retirement as hitting a number. That's for you though. Remember, other people can't think like that because they don't even have that. They're just living to that's, survive. That's, that's crazy. That's why I'm on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's for why real. you're asking There's me. a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but just remember, retirement is not an age. It's a number. So I hit a big number in 2016 and I retired. And I wrote my book, Life Leverage, which is about how to basically retire yourself from your business. And um, I was bored and lost um, after about two or three weeks, didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, and also, I would listen to Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, you know, podcasts like that and think, Shout out to this is, yeah, exactly. Shout out to the, those people because, you know, the content's really good and I feel like I know them and I'd buy their stuff. So what if I had the same thing maybe there would be a million or 10 million people in the world that would get the same because with a podcast you can get rapport with someone in a country six thousand miles away so i have what 210 different countries no there's 210 different countries if you look on my analytics that listen to my podcast although i think there's only 190 something countries so i don't i don't know how (laughs) how that is but Um, You know, and I have listeners in Vatican City and uh, and everywhere. So there's people all around the world that know my brand and, like you, you know, listen to my show. And so I I get reach, which I can turn into revenue, Mm -hmm. and I get impact, which I can turn into income. And, like, it's pretty cool to talk about the things that you're passionate about. I mean, we all want to do that anyway, but you and I get paid for it. That's it. Yeah, it's that's the difference. Creator economy. That's the best thing about it. That's why mm. I, that is literally the motivation I think behind podcasting. We're just talking, yeah. having a conversation, and as you said, from that you create impact, which you can then turn into revenue. If mm. you want to do a live show, or you want to sell get merch, sponsors. or get yeah, sponsors, sell merch. yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's a big. Is this avenue. your merch? It's not really my merch, you know. It's just for me right now. Yeah, yeah, for me right now. Maybe. When I hit 100k, I think I'll start selling merch respectfully. Mm. I'm not <laughs> in a rush, as you said. You got to just, yeah. Mm. You know I mean, play your position. But mm. for now, that's what I'm doing. Um, and how long have you been doing your podcast for? Um, we are on our eighth year. Wow. We we in. We've got our, a thousandth episode coming up. Wow! Congrats. We're trying to get a big dog. That's big. No, that's big. Other what would you say your biggest episode? Other than is? Rob Moore, who's your biggest dog that you've had? Mm. My biggest, I'm trying to think. I'm going to say, probably, it sounds mad, probably Tommy Robinson, I'm not going to lie. That was a big episode. I've done numbers. Did it? Yeah, on YouTube, like, YouTube altogether, probably like a couple hundred K, like four, five hundred K, but across all my social media is like five, six million. Really? It had a huge impact, because remember, he's cancelled, so mm. I wasn't meant to sit down with him, especially as a black guy. And then the side that come out of him was like crazy, so like loads of people in the mm. news were talking about it. All the bloggers, like it, it yeah. was just big, and then uh, like no one would sit with him, no one would even touch him. And then no. literally within, I dropped on the first of January, twenty twenty three. Within a week, he's like, bro, everyone wants to interview me. So then everyone just started getting in contact with him. So nice. that was probably my most impactful episode, to be fair. Yeah. yeah and definitely. how was that conversation? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good for me. I'm open minded, so yeah. um, I know that a lot of people are on autopilot and just kind of hear and see whatever and just run with it. So I was just like, let me just hear what he's got to say. Mm. He's pretty cool. He's helped me with some stuff behind the scenes. You know, oh, I still talk to him till today and it's July. Did so. you get a bit of kickback? Was it? Nah. You know, no. Not from Muslims, not from blacks. Not from, I never, literally, I got thousands of comments, maybe five. Are they, obviously, it hits a point you can't really read them, but like, mm. I never really saw any. You get the odd person, why did you give him a voice? But yeah. it was so minute, bro, that mm. I, like, it, it wasn't even relevant, I'll be honest nice. to you. Yeah, that's one we turn down. We don't often turn down 
many and I don't like being, people being cancelled and I like to give people who've been cancelled a voice. But when was that? When did you turn it down? Um, oh, you know, maybe twice, I think we have. Um, like what years though? I can't remember. It wasn't this year or was it like back in the day? No, no, we've not been in touch with them this okay. year. No. A big one, we nearly... Well, we've been talking to them for ages, Alex Jones. You know who Alex yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. They've done a documentary together. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a documentary together. Yeah, all the cancel people going, yeah, they going together. <laughs> they all joined together. Yeah. Well, fair you got it, ain't it? You, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if, if mainstream media is going to cancel you, then set up your own media. Yeah, they're their own little bowl Yeah, of I mean, look at, like, Tucker Carlson interviewing Andrew Tate mm. became the highest viewed interview ever. In like a week. Exactly, in a week. And think about, like, Oprah with Prince Harry and Michael yeah. Jackson with Martin Bashir. You know, these are massive. And these two, like, that's another reason why I love bit podcasting mm. is because I can get more downloads or views or reach than the BBC. Literally. And I can say what I want. And you can say what you want because you said there's people that can't come on your yeah. show because they can't say so. I, I get it a lot. People who otherwise would like to come on my show who are very famous won't mm. because they can't because of the contract they have with the BBC. I think that's the only thing I do like about having my own thing, because I can say and do and what, you want. what I want. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother no. me. I've got so many avenues that even if I got cancelled from podcasting, I've got so much stuff yeah. that ain't even tied to my face that doesn't even bother me. Do you know no. what I mean? So that well, one I did that, take That's the good thing about podcasting as well. You can't get cancelled from that. No. You can, get you can get kicked off of Instagram and kicked off of Facebook and kicked off of YouTube. Yes. You, you, like... You can't get kicked off the pot. Your own pot. It's your own podcast. Yeah. So even if I want to make my own site and do it there, like yeah. people still go there. So definitely. What would you say is your biggest episode? Um, I saw a number wise. I think it was Jordan Peterson. I think. But yeah. What so, was your well, biggest? That, that's on YouTube. Yeah. On um on our pod on our, because our podcast often has more downloads than the YouTube has views. Okay. But of course, no one except us can see that data. Mm -hmm. Our biggest downloaded podcast was our. Um, Chris Eubank interview where he was on another planet like we put bizarre in capitals in the title it was a good title but yeah I mean it, he was you just you I can't explain it without you watching it when was this one when, um, when was November November 22 oh so I mean he was like I'm trying to picture <laughs> really <laughs> no way I yeah. need to check that out yeah yeah like you were what do you think was behind that do you um, have you ever seen The Office where it's really no. cringy, but you still have to watch it. Okay. Do, no, you don't know The Office? It, no. no, no, no. It's, it's a bit like that. Everyone said, fucking hell, I don't know what's going on here, but it made for really good viewing. <laughs> so, um, Andrew Tate blew up for us. Yeah. Have you had Andrew Tate? No. Um, oh. Him and Tommy are really close. So, are they? Yeah. yeah, there's some talks of certain um, things. So. Andrew's great. Yeah, and um, he was great for us. So um, why would you... Um, obviously, everyone's got different opinions. Obviously, you've got Andrew on, which is quite a big... That's this, I mean, he was never really, no one's got cancelled for getting him on, so it wasn't really a risk, to be fair. Every podcast he's gone on, no one's actually being cancelled. But mm, was there ever a question mm, for you? Mm. Well, the thing is, um, when you, no, not, the thing is, this concept of cancelled is, like, from where? But what we did find is, we all of our TikTok videos we were putting up. Off. Yeah, slapped off. Oh, it happened to so, me. Um, so, it's not cancelled, but... You can't yeah. put him on TikTok. No, exactly. I, I went in public. So after I dropped that Tommy once, I said, they're friends, they're from mm. Luton, both of them. Mm. Um, so I did a little clip on that. I got like loads of views, but not on TikTok, on YouTube. Yeah. So I went in public and he got arrested, obviously, a few days after the episode. So mm. I just went in public and said, do you think he's innocent or guilty? And all the clips, 
were getting like hundreds of thousands mm. of views and it was good. Yeah. No swearing, no nah. nothing. And it got taken down yeah. for, I think, hateful, yeah. something. I just stayed away from it. I said, look, in terms of TikTok, you just can't Yeah, and touch we, it. we got shadow banned on YouTube. We had one video, like, fly to a million or two million in days and then just nothing ever since. Just So, um, yeah, you know, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to interview who I want mm. and who my listeners want. And I'm not going to be controlled by media or or, or, or or the opinions of a few. But it is frustrating when the channel shut it down. Because at the end of the day, like Mr. Beast, right? Legend. Mm-hmm. But if YouTube shut him down, he's fucked. Big time. Triple fucked. So that is the, the, the paradox, isn't it? It's like we want to have free speech. We want to embrace interviewing people like Tommy. You know, mm. you want to have a discussion people, yeah. with... Tommy, etc. But mm. if the channel shuts it down, what are you going to do? So yeah, we just have to, fucked, just yeah. have to do dancing. And I guess the only thing is that people kids can say, TV, you pranks. technically have got free speech, but then there's a, every action there's a reaction to. So well, I mean, you people... shouldn't on that debate. You should, you know, I should not be um, able to be hateful and racist to you. No. That should be controlled, in my opinion. And I don't yeah. think I should have that free speech. Mm-hmm. But as long as I am not hateful or inciting of violence to people, then I should be able to say what I want. But then should I be able to say what I want on someone else's channel? Or someone else's platform. Maybe exactly. YouTube, TikTok maybe just don't want Andrew Tate on Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't run No, their and platform, that's their prerogative, so that's their isn't business, it? It is their business. It is their business. If you had your own platform and you had an agenda of your own where it's like, I don't want this to be yeah. on the platform, you would do It's the my same. prerogative to do so. Right. So, so I understand that. And yeah. if you're making billions out of advertising from Coca-Cola and they don't want their brand associated with David Icke or whatever, then... You know, you sat down with him as well, right? Yeah, yeah. David Icon, and again, second time we went, we got a million views in like thirty-six hours on this one video, and it was just blowing up. And then again, shut down, ev- everything shut down. We had a, a physical week, non-upload, yeah. upload ban. Really? Yeah, but some of the stuff that David said that everyone thought it was wacko for mm. has been proven to be yeah. true. The, you know what the issue is? So I believe some conspiracy theories. The funny, because he's, I'm 25, I'm born in 98, so these people have had conspiracies before I was even born. Mm. And I think one day, I can't remember, it's him and Alex Jones, and I believe some of the stuff they say is true, mm. but there was some crazy stuff he was saying, bro, back mm. in the day, yeah. that like, it just did not nah. ever transpire. But there's some truth that you can't be right, he's mm. not God, you know, he can't get it all right. But yeah. a lot of what they do say has substance to it. Yeah, and, and, and also this conspiracy theory is a bit of a, a language weapon, isn't it? Anything, if you know, if I'm mainstream media mm. and you say something that isn't, you know, in the narrative of what I want you to say, I'll just call you a conspiracy theorist. There yeah. you go, fuck off, you're a conspiracy theorist. Nice and easy, isn't it? Because it's, it's like throwing shit on someone. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't... I think it's often it's a label put on, on people. One thing I do wonder, and I'm going to ask Andrew this because I'm going back out to see him um, soon, is because you're a creator and you, yeah. you, you sit there, right, with the video that you're about to upload mm-hmm. and you probably know, oh, I could put this really racy... Th- <laughs> you, I see you're already laughing. So you could put some, like, outrageous title yeah. and really... <gasps> thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you're going to get a lot of views and you keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. 
And do you think that's what Andrew did? Do you think he figured out how to go viral and he knew that controversy, and then he just kept pushing it to the point where some powerful people didn't like it? Yeah, 100%. I think he just yeah, said some things that people didn't like and obviously rattled some cages and that's what will happen. Especially when you're kind of rubbing it in their face, like, haha, you, you thought you'd get me, but you haven't got me. People are going to try everything they can in their willpower to kind of get the better of you, you mm. know? Um, I haven't got an issue with him anyway. He's he's mm. cool. Uh, I would like like past YouTube. I actually don't have an issue with him because I think the people that are enforcing these things, whether it be the BBC or police or whatever, that everyone's just as corrupt as each other. If mm. I'm being totally honest, like we're all human. People do things. I'm not saying whether he's done it or not. I don't know, but I'm just saying those people are no better. You know what I mean? We always see things come out about this presenter and they was hiding this and oh. this person's got <laughs> yeah. a D notice and it, it's all mad. So yeah. for me, I, it's a bit hypocritical for me to judge and be like, okay, cool, he done this as a normal person when there's big corporations mm. doing way worse stuff. Mm. I mean, you look at Epstein, look how much people he's in relations to mm. and they all keep quiet every day. They don't say their names. They don't really touch on it, to be honest. Mm. You know, so it just makes you think. Yeah. What's big, uh, what's your next... He said your thousand, mm. uh, thousandth episode. Mm. And when he planned to drop that, is that any? Because July now, is that going to be coming up in the next? Um, I normally oh. don't talk dates because it oh, ages really? the episode, doesn't it? Uh, you want it, you want you, it to be you, evergreen. Yeah, um, yeah it's coming up in the next few months. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's coming up quick. So we've got a few big guests lined up. You know, obviously, the bigger they are, the harder they are to pin down because they're traveling the world or they want big money or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'd say for you as well, because from a podcaster standpoint, I don't really, most of the people I get on have not really had much of an issue with. How is it for you? Like, do you find that pretty easy? Because I don't know if you already had links prior to. You mean getting them on? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, a few, a small few, don't like because we've got Jordan Peterson, David Icke, Andrew Tate. Don't want to be associated. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, you're probably talking 1% of people you reach out to, 2% maybe. Then there's that 2 to 3% that can't because they're tied to their contract. Um, I'm, I'm actually interviewing Greg Wallace, who's Mr. MasterChef, he's massive. Okay. Um, and, you know, I've, I've really worked with him, I've helped him. and given him editorial control and he's going to do it mm. um but normally I, I actually do you know what is that true though because if you look at um some of them do go on like say stephen bartlett's or fern cotton's podcast or whatever but then maybe they know them because obviously bartlett's on B dragon's den exactly um fern is in bbc radio so may maybe if they know each other I feel like maybe they're bullshitting me. Maybe they're just fobbing me off. You know when you used to say to a girl, "Sorry, I'm too busy." Yeah, no one's too busy for hot women. Then you're just bullshit. Maybe we're getting bullshit. I don't know. Generally, it's because I like doing them face to face. You clearly do. You've come here to our studio, literally. So you know, a lot of the big ones in America. So we're doing an America tour in a few weeks' time. And then now, you know, ever since. Bartlett, a lot of them want a lot of money now because you know he doesn't admit it, but he's chucking a load of money at them. Of course. Um, so a lot of them want. And by the way, I know this for a fact. Yeah. So I, I like I, I probably shouldn't say this. I probably get myself in trouble. But right. I like I, I like the truth. And why would you get in trouble for that? 
Um, because Bartlett has openly said he has never paid for anyone to be on his Oh, podcast. they're all bullshitting though. Everyone knows there, there's only yeah. No, well, I've bullshit. tried to get people on who've char- who've quoted the fee that he that charged, he yeah. paid. Yeah, they fuck it up for so, everyone else. Yeah, they actually fuck it up for everyone else. <laughs> I just raspberryed on an, on yeah. a live podcast. That's quite immature, isn't that it? That is. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but like, it's, stop it's, bullshitting. Yeah, I know this for a fact. Calling them out. I know. Yeah. I know this. Spade is a spade. And by, yeah, spade is a spade. And by the way, no problem with paying for a podcast. Guest. Neither. It's just got to make sense. Yeah, it's got exactly. It's got to make sense. And sometimes sense. it don't make sense. Like twenty-five bags. Bro. McGregor wants five hundred bags. No Connor. way. Yeah. Have you found out? And um, you know, when you're doing your American tour, I feel like Americans ask for a lot of money, bro. Like yeah. English people here. Oh, it's yeah. easy to get a podcast. Yeah, I'll do it for a bag of crisps. Give them a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, give them some water. I know, water, I, should, I didn't even, I should have charged you, shouldn't I? What? Yeah, you should have. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I'm a mathematical guy, so I'd just be like, okay, cool. What, I, are the I, numbers? Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, me, me too. I, I, like, the thing is, there's no guarantee, so sometimes no, you take a risk. you take a risk. Yeah. But, but it's got to be realistic, bro. Some people ask for crazy stuff. I know. But, like, my, my producer has said, Rob, stop talking about um, paying podcasts. Yes, people seem to judge. And I, I got a lot of hate on a video for this. But fuck it, I'm gonna talk about it. Like I would rather not pay people because I'd rather um, they want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. But what often happens? So for example, I'll give you a good example. He won't mind me saying Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. I talked to him loads on Instagram. We got on good. He wants to come on the show, and then what? What happens is just pass me over to the manager. Yeah, and they need. <laughs> and then piece. the manager needs their twenty. Mm-hmm. So the the manager, and, and you can't blame the manager because that's, that's how the job. manager makes money. Exactly. And so I just, as an entrepreneur, I get that this is just a commercial thing. And mm-hmm. you know, Stephen Bartlett came into the space and he bought the the best fucking equipment and he, yeah. he was dropping twenty fives on on guests. Fair play. Nothing wrong cheat with code, that. Cheat code, really. Yeah, get, cheat code. But them easy, yeah, would but you rather get there quicker or slower? No, quicker. Yeah, course. on the computer games, you oh, did cheat mode. That's it. L1, R2, quick. But, yeah. but if you lie about it, yeah. people like us yeah, are going to call you out. Yeah. Because uh, I know this. Because I like. obviously, I've got a lot of the guests that... I've got a lot of the same guests. And I talk to them and we've got them nearly there for free. Yeah. Or a little bit. And then they want 20. Yeah. 25, uh, 50. And to actually get that back, I mean, I don't know what like downloads are like. I've started doing Spotify and Spotify's doing all right, but I know for YouTube to get to recoup that without like a sponsor or something, that's got to be a big fucking yeah. guess, bro. Yeah, it is. That's got to be a big guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, I, I, it's just maths at the end of the day. Like, there's nothing necessarily wrong uh, for you. So have you ever paid for a guest? No. But you would I if, swear to, if no, it made no, sense. Yeah, exactly. But then I would have to really want it because, yeah. as you said, I prefer to sit with someone. It's organic. Like you're, I'm paying you to talk to me. It, this is a very natural conversation, yeah. so it's normal. If I paid you, that's not really like for me. That's not a normal. No, conversation. but if you paid me, I might take it even more seriously because you have some guests. Yeah. And then like, mm. it's true. So yeah, no. So if you're gonna give me a good show, then yeah, fair exactly. Enough. But you got to give a show, but like. I don't know, the concept of like paying someone to talk to me, it, it, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one, because especially if... But that's, that's what you do yeah. in mentoring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If it's that type of conversation, then or, it's different. Or what if you but... couldn't get to them? So for, like, I had this discussion on, it was on um, Dodge Woodall's podcast, and, I, and like I said, I got a lot of kickback. So I asked him, I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's actually so funny. Yeah, yeah. Go on, go so on, I'm going to ask you, so who is your GOAT of all time, best of all time guest you'd love to have on this show, like guaranteed? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. 
Would you put 10 bags down to get Joe Rogan? Oh, yeah. So would I! What the fuck? Why so I? would I! Why wouldn't I? Joe, we're in 20 each. That's it. Are you coming? <laughs> I'm coming, yeah, bro. Yeah. Texas, right? Threesome. Texas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. there, bro. Why wouldn't you? Wait, what? So he wouldn't? No, he wouldn't. Dodge said he wouldn't. Why? I, I know. So, like, I am... I, um, that doesn't even make sense. No, uh, exactly. Uh, I, that's what I said to him. I, I, I was... To be fair, I sort of went, I was like, oh, that, that you're, no. First of all, I said, oh, well, then you're an idiot. And then I, 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 said, I slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's a mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a mate. So I, like t- I took my words back and, and said, look, no, you're not an idiot, but I think that's a bad business decision. Yeah. Why would you not? I mean, Joe Rogan is God tier. Uh, Once you get Joe Rogan, other people probably wouldn't even charge you. The fact that Joe Rogan's even sat with you, most people are like, oh, shit, Joe Rogan's just on this, yeah. you know? That in itself is enough value to even bring more people to you. 100%. And, and also, do you stay in touch with a lot of your guests you have on the show? You said with Tommy, I, for example. It just depends on how it is. Most of my, like, yeah, I try, try to, but I'm a busy guy, bro. So even me, I don't even stay in touch with a lot of people I know because... Wow, then you, but you could be leveraging that more. No, you? 100%. Yeah. But like, say, for example, someone DM'd me asking if one of the guests that were on my show wants to be on a documentary. So I'm going to... Mm. Message him or call him on my I, way back. I like connecting help. people. No, I always um, connect because people. I think yeah, because so you getting a couple of good guests could open leverage to doors more. for you yeah. big time. No, definitely. Um, there is people I do keep in contact with, but as a, I do keep in contact with everybody, but it's just not like a everyday thing. No. But if it makes sense, like I'll check in if I see they've got married or a mm. relationship for kick. Oh, congratulations. I yeah. hope you're doing good. Should we, we should have, I'll tell you what, we should get in the comments on this as well. Because mm. I'd love to know what people think. Because the thing is, Dodge's show, um, so he's got a podcast called Eventful Lives, and he interviews people who are in a completely different space to me. You know, I'm an entrepreneur, so mm. I think commercially, whereas, you know, a lot of his listeners aren't necessarily that way inclined. So I understand that I was going into the lion's den a bit. But, you know, maybe people listening to our shows what should we just throw the question out? Would you pay if it made mathematical commercial sense a little bit of money to open a door? <laughs> Literally, I mean, that's what it is. If I could have, I would pay a lot of money to get Arnie on my show. Yeah, I mean, Arnie, like, I'd obviously rather have it done for free because also if you pay a guest or two and then that opens the door up for about five guests and then they bring 10 million new fans to your show. You're made. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I'm a math man. I do yeah. math, so for me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I do keep in contact with everybody, and I've helped like a lot of guests. I always point them to here, yeah. there, and everywhere. Yeah, like if there's um, I'm just so busy. If there's a good podcast yeah. to go on. Get you know someone. So yeah. um, we had Tim Spector on, who um, health guy, really good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I try to about. you know you open open these doors for people. Um, yeah, so that, anyway, I can't remember where we even were with all that. Yeah, Stephen Bartlett, be honest. I'm done. Pays to be honest, man. No, nah, but that does, it messes it up because now yeah, you're know, reaching yeah. out to people yeah. and you've got to match that. Because if you, he sets, set Yeah, it. it does, it sets the bar. And there is, in my world, in my view, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just when you don't, don't admit it. Bro, not all of us have been on Dragon's Den and fucking got that capital. As I said, I'm better off, obviously, than a lot of people my age, but that's mad. Like, 25 an episode, that's crazy. Well, I mean, I I, ha- I am privy to some of the amounts, and they don't necessarily all that. Of course, of course. But, Maybe yeah, higher, but easily, whatever, that, but I, I'd, I'd certainly know some. Mm. Um, and some that other people have paid for, I've paid for. Yeah. And some that other people have paid for, I've got for free, but it's the game. Yeah, def- oh, 100%. Same with me. There's definitely people that have come on mine and then have charged someone else. Yeah. 100%. Um, for yourself, and this is a question from me personally, so you see with all the other platforms, you said that you mainly, 
is it like Apple Music and not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are your main? Because um, I watch you through YouTube, I don't watch you through that, so yeah. I don't know how that world works. Yeah, I, I don't think we're big on Spotify. I think we're much bigger on Apple Podcasts. Mm. I don't even think we had we were on Spotify until very recently. Okay. So really, for, for um, I mean, I'm on all the channels because I think it's important. Of course, of course. But um, TikTok, YouTube, audio podcast. That's essentially where we put the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, interestingly, the car stuff for us is blowing up at the moment. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, no, so that's... I that mean, Carl Hartley and Tom Hartley. Was she with me? She might have been with me. I was watching, um, do you remember? And, it, and yeah, it was Tom Hartley, and he was talking about the Range Rovers getting stolen. Yeah, I mean, that went wild. Yeah, because we watched, I was watching that episode. Clearly, I love cars. Relate. Like, I'm yeah, obsessed I've, as fuck yeah, with yeah. cars right now, bro. <laughs> when I was younger, I wasn't even one of those, like, uh, people that used to watch, uh, what do they call, Top Gear and stuff. Mm. But once I started driving and mm. actually having money to, like, do stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, I need... Yeah. All of these cars. What's, I remember your, so, what's your favourite daily? Um, right now, I've just got a BMW. I'll oh, be honest. Oh, what would be your dream oh, daily? My dream daily yeah. <sighs> changes every day, bro. I'll be so honest to you. It changes every day. I feel you like... like I do. I do. I feel like that will be not my next car, but my next car. Because right. this is my first car, my BMW. One yeah. is my first car. Um, But my daily, I don't know, man. I don't know. I saw you got your... This is a Q8. Yeah, RSQ8. Yeah, RSQ8. Yeah, yeah can't forget Which the RS. A, no, you can't forget the RS as a car, man. You paid more for that. You paid more for that. Yeah, but you pay more for um, an Urus, which uh, of course, is an it's RSQ8. The same thing. Yeah. It is the same yeah. thing. So what's your philosophy towards that then? You wouldn't get a Lamborghini? No, I've got an Aventador, okay. but I wouldn't get an Urus. No, I mean, um, I went to, I interviewed Tom Giaconelli, who him and his dad own... Romans International, and they had an Urus there for 305 grand. And my RSQ8, I paid what, 111 yeah. for the Vorsprung, which is every option you can get on it. Mm. I think they peaked at about 135. They are the same car. And I was yeah. talking to Yanni because he's wrapping my Aston Martin. He went to my school, funny enough. He's obviously older than me. Yeah, but Yanni. Same yeah, school, yeah, yeah, Yanni's really good. Guy. And he's like, they're not the same car. To those that know, they're not the same <laughs> he car. He loves it. He loves it. Well, yeah, I know he does. Yeah, but yeah. He's, pay- he's paying 100 grand plus for a, a badge. It's just, I think it's just the name. It is literally just a badge, yeah. yeah. It's got the same engine, yeah, same yeah. Brakes, everything underneath, so it's all yeah, the same. So, yeah, so yeah, and also my wife doesn't like the look of the Lamborghini because it's quite masculine, isn't it? The yeah, US. 100%. So yeah, she was really chuffed with the RSQ8. Yeah. She loves it. No, that's good. And happy wife is a happy, happy life. life. That's what they say. <laughs> 100%. So what's your plans then for the rest of the year? More houses? More, what, yeah, we bought um, we bought Pizza Hut and the uppers on that. We're buying a couple of properties in our pension, so we're we're always on the lookout to buy stuff. Sure. I'm about one week away from finishing my next book, Money Matrix. Love that, love that, love so, that. So um, all over that. Uh, just keep pushing the training business forward. I want to hit 25 mil in sales this year. We're on target. Pushing for 20, the what business, sorry? The training business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah courses, of course, yeah, education, yeah, of course, yeah. mentoring, yeah, all of that. Yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah, we're. Um, I think we're current run rate for the tax year. We're we probably might be on target for 23. I'd like to hit 25. Um, keep banging the content out. You know what the content game's like. It is fickle yeah. as fuck. You know, you look at TikTok. 5.8 million. 580. It's crazy. <laughs> so what it's the fuck? I'm the bro. same guy. It's crazy. Yeah. I made a new account. Um, I dropped an episode. I don't know if she's with me, but I made a, a new account. I got an account like 10K. I made a new one. I said, just to see if mm. I can actually control the narrative, let me just make a new account and upload the same video mm. on two different pages. And the first page, it got like 100K, 120K within like a day. 
of like a clip from my podcast. On the new account. On the new account. But my one with 10K got like maybe like a thousand. It doesn't even make sense, bro. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. A, yeah, that's yeah, another thing. If you've got someone that's got time, could think about Andrew Tate, how we took in all these people. It wasn't from his page. Mm. It was from people yeah. making pages for yeah. him and just spamming it. Mm. So even at that point, I'm like, I might need to get more DMC daily pages yeah. on TikTok that are just throwing it because, yeah, they just it's, pick I and mean, choose what they want to push, I guess. They do. And also, if you're the sort of person that can get cancelled, you need multiple pages as a backup, don't you? Definitely. Um, yeah, so the content game is up and down like a horse draws, as my dad used to say. Um, mm. But we're back on the... Instagram's really started to grow for us well. Good. TikTok's good again. Facebook was great, then shit. I mean, I was getting 40, 50 million views a month on Facebook, regularly hitting one to two million alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that went that went down like 95%. Um, but it's back up now. We've had a two million view on that. Um, I don't really do content to, for sponsorship. I do content to grow my brand so that you know so people might that? buy our courses or products or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's neither right or wrong, is it? But... Um, no, you should yeah. look into um, uh, Snapchat. I don't know if there's a way that I don't know how it works, but I know behind the scenes a lot of people are making a lot of money from really? yeah from like putting their shows onto Snapchat, like right. a lot of money. Like the CPM is like way higher. Than and are you, are you doing that? No, but I'm doing it like with other things behind the scenes, not right. with DMC, not with DMC Daily, but with other things. I've seen it, and CPM is insane. But um, no, it's been good getting you on. Thanks yeah. for giving me your time as well. Pleasure. Nah, it, it's really motivating as well, just to see like. All the How the old men do it. And everything. No, but it's a good model. It's, it's worked. It's yeah. clearly worked for you. I know it has always worked anyway. Mm. Um, learned a lot. I'm always open. I'm always ears. You know what I mean? I'm always yeah. open to learning and stuff. So yeah, no. Nah, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me on your show. Definitely. Guys, I hope you enjoyed. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast as well. And yeah, hope you enjoyed. Peace.